0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner, and I also have tonight, we have Brian J. Henderson, co-host, and our other co-host is Denisha Jackson. How are you guys?
2: We are hey. blessed.
1: Boy, are we blessed. Finally, we finally have Coco. Brian, everybody I've been getting so many emails about her coming on the show and when she was coming and was it fake, is it a lie? I was getting all these crazy emails and we finally have her on.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny because when I told people, Yeah, you know, we're gonna interview Coco tonight it's like, Oh you ain't interviewing no Coco boy. You why are you lying? You know, and I'm like, No, I'm serious, call in and listen.
1: Yes. Denisha you was know, like,
2: Well how do I how do I know it's gonna be her?
1: Well, Denisha, I I was getting so many people, so many of the girls that were emailing me were saying, I just love her voice She sounds like an angel What do you get when you hear her voice?
0: Well, I have to say, I am completely excited tonight Because I have been a fan for years So, um, she has a distinct voice There's no other voice like hers No, there's not, you're right um, I don't even know how to put it in words I just... You know, I'm captivated when I hear
1: her sing. It sounds like silk. (laughs) Really, that's what it it sounds like. It sounds like silk. And I remember when when I used to have her CDs and all of that stuff and playing it, and she would get so high. I I thought the ceiling in the car was just going to drop. (laughs) Because her voice, she has this voice that when she sings, you know, okay, well, that's nobody else, but Coco, you can't. I don't know anybody else out there that sounds like her. Would you agree, Brian?
2: I would definitely agree. I, I was going to say, and it's funny because I know she may laugh if I say this, but every time I hear her sing, I get I get like a a tingling in my in my bones. Oh,
1: you know what lord. I mean? <laughs> oh lord,
2: it's like woo <laughs> <laughs> You know, but that's and it's not the you know that you know that tingling like you know what most people would think. It's just that. Her voice reminds me of, of like a of a harp. It's an angel, or a violin.
1: It's an angel. It's an angel. Yeah. The voice of an angel. I, I mean, that's just the bottom line. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But Denisha, you're up first. You could talk with Coco. You could bring her in.
0: Well, I'm just excited to introduce to everyone. I'm sure she needs no introduction. The Grammy-nominated <laughs> voice of an angel. Awesome singing. I just love her. Coco, how are you this <laughs> evening? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yes, thank you
1: so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Yes. We, we said earlier that we were going to let Denisha go first because Brian and I, we know we would get killed if we didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, had, um, I was um, laughing when Brian was saying earlier that people were like, you're not, no, you're not talking to her had people saying to me, as well, they were like, okay, de-coco. I was like, yes. They were like, I mean, for real. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, okay, we'll see. I'm like, no, really, it's her.
1: <laughs> yes, it's me. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Denisha, you're up.
0: Well, I don't know what it's about. Um, I am just so excited to have you here. I just would like to know what... What inspires you? Like what when you get in the studio and you get ready to record a song? Like what's going through your mind? i um, just trying to sing on key. That's what's in my mind. <laughs> um, I hate the studio, honestly. What? It's um, that's like really, really a lot of hard work. A lot of people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. So I really got to be focused. Can't have too many distractions. So I have to turn out the lights and just really just focus and concentrate on what I'm doing to make sure that it's straight because, you know, for me, it's just a lot of hard work. Mm. And I do most of my backgrounds myself. I like to do my backgrounds myself. I love singing background and then, you know, the lead vocals and all that. So it's, you know, it's a lot to do. So I don't like to have too many people around me when I'm in there. I really usually just like to have the producer myself and the engineer in there when I'm working. Mm.
2: You know, it's funny because I she made me remember the first time I went into the studio, because um, I used to actually sing professionally as well. Okay. And um, the first time I went in the studio, I passed out. <laughs> you passed I, out? I started singing, mm-hmm. and I just passed out. What was your experience the first time you went into the studio?
0: Well, I've been singing since I was small, so, you know, being with SWV wasn't, like, the first time I was in the studio. of Sing professionally since maybe the age of 11 or 12, so I don't know. I've just always been used to singing in the studio, being in the studio, so it came pretty naturally.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Coco. This is Greg. You know, when you were a little girl and you were singing, I, I, I read that you started, I guess, I don't know, you probably started professionally before you were 12, but I read that you, you were 12 years old. Did mm-hmm. you ever imagine as a child, did you ever imagine being who you are right now and doing the things that you're able to do?
0: Mm, No, I I don't think I really thought about it like that. You know, it wasn't like a dream, I guess, that, oh, yeah, I'm going to sing and I'm going to do this or that. Um, I didn't just just think about it like that, you know. I was born and raised around singing all the time. That's what I was always around. Um, I actually wanted to be a hairdresser, so (laughs) <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like yeah. I stumbled upon just singing with SWV, and I don't know, that just blew up out of nowhere, because honestly I was not expecting that.
1: Do you think it's because it's just something that you enjoyed doing that you didn't think it would be this big dream type thing because you did it so much? and you know? Yeah, you that could be
0: it. You know, I did enjoy it. Um, it came easy for me, and, you know, I just did it. Wow. You know, but I never, ever thought that it would, you know,
1: as big as it was. Okay. Well, I'll ask you this. I, I know a lot of, I received a lot of emails from a lot of young girls that are watching the, uh, what is the show, um, the American, whatever American that thing is. Yeah, American Idol. We have so many people that, so many young girls that are, are, are looking at that and they, they want to be this next Coco, but they're confused because they're starting out singing in the church and they don't want to make that transition and they're And and people are saying, well, you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't do this. What would you say to them?
0: Well, everybody needs to realize first that everybody's not going to make it. That's just the reality of it. Everybody's not going to make it, be a superstar or whatever. And I just say, you know, I don't have a problem if you sing an R&D or whatever. You just need to be respectful of yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, a lot of times people are just getting out there doing any and everything and it really doesn't need to be that way. You can still keep your clothes on and be positive and, you know, do well. But that seems, you know, to be a problem today where people don't, they just want to take their clothes off and just shake, you know, <laughs> shake things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what,
1: that's one thing that I can, that's one thing that, that everybody, not just me, I think everybody can say Coco has been respectful her entire career. She never did all this crazy stuff. She never got out there and, and just showed everything, but she. Well, still... you
0: have to understand, the 90s was like a different era. We weren't about that at that time. We were, It was more like Tomboys. So we came out, you know, everybody was wearing their clothes. Back then, if you came out and you were half naked, it was like, oh, look at her. And then all of a sudden, it just changed, and everybody was taking off their clothes. So, like, by that time, you know, we were, like, on our way out or whatever. But... I'm glad because I wouldn't have up to take my clothes off anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I I don't, I don't think that it would have been the same type of SWV like that. You know what I mean? No,
0: because that that just wasn't our style. No, you know. not at all. You
2: know, the one thing I was thinking about is when you were in when you were in the group SWV. Mm-hmm. What kind of challenges did you all face? Like when you were going on tour, did you all have like people that were just you know, because I know when I used to be in the music industry, we weren't big, but we still had the people that would show up at our hotel room at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning after our show saying, hey, we want to come in. And it's like, uh, we no, you know, we, we're not stupid. We know what y'all want. We're not getting locked up. You know what I mean?
0: No, we have security, so
2: yeah, it
0: was pretty much you had,
2: had to get past
0: security, so... Mm-hmm. We had big security, so no, we didn't really have any people trying to get to the rooms or anything because they couldn't really get, you know, like I said, past security. Past right. So we pretty much had that sold up.
1: Well, okay. Okay. I, I, I tell you what, I I just love the fact that you're singing the music that you're singing, and I think my favorite song is was "Endow Me."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. And, Everybody
0: and, likes that song. Yeah,
1: and and it's it's almost. I mean, you, when you're singing the song, we can feel what you're saying in the title, I mean, the, the, the CD itself is Grateful, am I correct? Yes. You know, I, I think that we all have a lot to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us, we, we tend to argue and complain about where we are with our life, we're not following our dreams, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. And you sit back and you look back over your life, you know, from a, from a child all the way up to, adult, to where you are right now. And I know you're so grateful, but where did the title of that, of the CD come from?
0: Um, The song, Grateful, is the title track of the album.
1: Well, the album itself.
0: Yeah, it's a song on an the album titled Grateful, so we just decided to name it um, after that song because I am grateful that I'm still here. I'm able to sing and just do what I love to do.
1: Yeah. I, I, I just thought that, you know, I I thought it was something that you probably tied in with your life. Well, I, I know you probably did, but I just thought it was something else that, you know, you probably fought with or you struggle with. We all do that. We all have things. No, that.
0: actually someone wrote the song and it was like she was in my head when she wrote the song. Oh, okay. And she said everything that I would that I would have said so I just thought that this is a great title for the album. Yeah. This is yeah. Exactly how I feel. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Um, Coco, this is Denisha. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh what what is your favorite song? What is your favorite song on the album and then what is your favorite song to perform? Um, my favorite song on the album is "Grateful." That's my that's my favorite, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and my favorite to perform. Oh, I have a, a couple. Um, I would have to say, um, uh, the hymn song. I like to perform that, the hymn "Memory," mm-hmm. and I like to perform "Clap Your Hands." Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun, feel good song. Yeah, yeah, those two, but
2: are my favorite. So, oh, yeah, on, what are some of the things that you've been involved with since leaving SWV?
0: Um, still singing, and you know, I put out uh, my solo record. Um, I started. I put out a record with Brent Jones, Midnight, on his his album. I did something with Youthful Praise on their album. Mm-hmm. My church choir had released a CD. I did something on that album. I um, did a play. I uh, got married and had another baby. Wow! Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you, and, and you know now I'm doing this. Got my first solo gospel record out.
1: You know, I was going to ask you um, when will we see you in movies? Is that something that sh- that that's probably down the road for you?
0: Ah, uh, that's not. No, I've never really thought about doing movies.
1: Everybody wants to see Coco. What about the
0: record? But
2: you know, in all honesty, I thought that would be a natural progression for you because you have the look, you know. And
0: yeah, but I'm, that's a, you know, everybody wants to do movies. But that's not my thing. Okay. And, I mean, you know, I say that now, it could change, but as yeah, of right now, change. Mm, yeah, I'm good. Okay. So what was it like doing the play? You know what? That was like a totally different experience. And my mind, like, um, my memory is terrible. So, I was a little nervous because, you know, I would forget the lines, but the part that I played, it was a um, David Talbot play. And the part that I played, I was like a, a receptionist, so like I had a book, and I was able to. I wrote my lines in the book to help me out along the way. <laughs> but it was different for me because the person that was in the play he was a comedian, Joe Torrey, and you never knew oh, what he Lord. was gonna do. <laughs> so each night he was doing something different, and you know David really didn't want us to laugh on stage, but being in a play with Joe Tory, come oh, yeah. on, <laughs> and he would make us laugh like every night. But um, it was fun. I enjoyed doing the play. I did. It was a lot of fun. Um, I would do another one. Okay. I was going to ask you, so since you don't like, you're not really into acting, but you do another play. Yeah, I do another play. Okay. That's different. It, I have fun with that.
2: All right. That's so good. now we have to start this, Greg. We have to start the Coco in the Movies Club. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
2: we can encourage it. Now, I'm telling you, if we start that website, you'll have a 1,000 hits by tomorrow.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now I wanted to ask you, I was looking I was looking at your website and I didn't, I had no clue. Um, that you like could design and create candles. Where did that come from? Um, just being bored, you know, and I wanted to just see if I could do it. And I like to do different things. And um my husband was like, Please, I'm like I'm telling you it's gonna be nice. And you know, I got all the materials that I needed and um they actually came out nice. He was surprised and they actually come out really, really good. Better than he thought. So he supports okay. me one hundred percent now. Okay, you have you are you in Korea you have two children mm-hmm. and you just said that you were bored. Yeah, How I support on be bored. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find time to be bored? <laughs> I'm, well, you know, my kids, they go to school, so when they go to school and if I'm just home, it's like, okay, you know, if I'm not on the road, you know, being on the road. When I'm on the road, no, I'm not bored because, you know, I'm working, I'm doing what I do, whatever. But, you know, yeah, I have some downtime, downtime sometimes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Coco, I want to ask you this. This is great. We Brian and I, we deal with a lot of teens, and we speak at a lot of churches. Um, we go to a lot of churches, and we speak to a lot of the little girls. And the little girls, their dreams, you know, we ask them to put in writing their dreams, and the little girls will write stuff. I mean, it would go on and on, but the little boys would just write just one sentence, I want to be a football star, something like that. And later, later in the conversation, we talk to the little girls, and we find out that a lot of the little girls have been molested. Some of them are dealing with rape, and they're dealing with these issues. And a lot of them, they tend to turn to singers like Keisha Cole. Mm-hmm. It, it, it may it may not uh, make sense what I'm saying, but no, so it does make sense because yeah. she's
0: been through a struggle. Yes, yeah. yeah. and so if they look at her, they see Keisha. Keisha, she's made it. You know, she was able to turn a negative into a positive. That gives them hope that one day they can become something.
1: Right, right. Okay. So I
0: can understand them looking up to Keisha Cole, looking up to Mary J. Blige because they have a story. Right, right,
1: right. And and they and they, and, and when they look at Coco, you know she they, they everybody wants to be this pretty little girl and they want this strong voice, but you know that they, they've gone through some things. Do you think that the suffering and the pain of these children? are going through, not so, not all the time children, but a lot of adult girls and a lot of um, women in general that are just going through, it seems that they turn to music more so than
0: men. Music soothes the soul, you know. You can listen to a song and it make you feel better, you know. It can make you think. You know, you can be feeling down and out, feeling negative and put on the right song and it can, it can uplift your spirit. And that's, you know, what I'm trying to do with my, my music now. I just want to encourage and uplift, you know, let people know that they can make it. You know, you don't always have to be down and out. You know, you you can be positive and happy, and they're good things in life, you know. So I just try to make this. I want to make good music now that's, that has meaning.
2: Yeah, yeah, good. You know, I was thinking about uh, what you said earlier about being bored and, you know, not having a lot of stuff to do. What are some of the other things that um, – well, when you like when you're on the road mm-hmm. and you're doing your shows, mm-hmm. what do you do to like relax and wind down? Because I know when I used to be, when we used to be on the road, it would be hectic, and you and you'd only have like a a little bit of time to relax, and then it's like okay, but we got to be here.
0: <laughs> um, I just you know I'm on the road, I'm just home. I'm at home. I stay in the hotel and just I'd be in my room alone. You know, I read or whatever, or listen to some music, and I don't like to talk too much before I have to go on, right? You know, right. preserve my voice or whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I know what I was going to ask you also. So when you were young and you were singing, did you take lessons? Because I hear a lot of people, I was actually talking to my wife's cousin, and she said, I'm going to take some singing lessons. You know, she no. you know, was talking about talking to you tonight. She said, I'm taking some singing lessons.
0: No, I, n- I never took singing lessons. Um, growing up, um, I guess it's, well, well, my mother she trained me. I'll say that uh, she was a very hard teacher. It's very hard on me. Um, I don't think anybody would have a teacher like that. She'd be yelling, <laughs> screaming, and carrying on. So you
1: know,
0: if I wasn't on the right key and everything, she was going crazy. So uh, she was my teacher. She taught me, you know, pretty much you know about harmonizing and pitch and everything and then growing up in the church that's you know mm-hmm. another way of learning so that's pretty much where I learned everything okay. and singing singing came so naturally for you what mm-hmm. what was the most challenging what's the most challenging part of singing for you um i guess i would have to say like control like okay you can sing but once you get in the studio and you start singing professionally there are things that you have to learn. You're not in the church choir anymore, so you got to bring all that in and learn how to control it. And you know, have to learn how you know, whatever song that you're singing, you have to learn how to conform to that song. You know, so it took me a long time to like really get it because I came and like I can sing. I don't need you to tell me anything, but you no, know, <laughs> it wasn't really like that. <laughs> You know, I had to really, like, learn how to control and bring out my soft tones and know when to sing hard, go high, go low. So it was it was still a lot for me to learn. I could sing, but I still needed to be taught some things. Mm-hmm. Coco, we
2: have, we have a caller on the line. You don't mind yeah. if we go to callers, do you? No. Okay. okay. All right. Let's go to a caller from the 609 area code. Caller, are you there? Caller, all right.
0: Maybe they're listening in. They're
2: scared.
0: (laughs) Um, I have a question. I guess it's kind of personal, and it's more of a um, just because I'm just curious with life. You know, how do you, as a mother and a wife with the career, how do you, how do you balance it all? How do you, you know, just continue um, to be a good wife and a mom? Sometimes it can be hard because. um, Sometimes it is hard because my husband, he's a musician as well, and he's right. on the road a lot. So and he, like, right now he's in Africa. He's been out there two weeks. Wow. So we have wow. children. So when we, you know, bring it in, we all come home. We just try to really just have family time, spend time with each other and just talk. But we explain to the kids, you know, they know what what we do. You know, and there are times when my kids are like, when are you coming home? I, I miss you or whatever. And, you know, it gets hard, you know, because that tends to like pull at your little heartstrings. Right. But um, you know, but when we come home, we make sure we spend as much time with them, take them out, you know, do family time. or sometimes they even go out with us. Mm. Yeah. Well,
1: but my mom is
0: there, and she helps me out a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you, I'm not gonna ask you to tell
1: everybody who your mom is. I'm, I'm gonna let you decide that on your <laughs> own. <laughs> Since,
0: since, uh, my since, mom, Lady to the Gamble. She's on the record with me. She's on the album, actually. We did a song together on the album. Well,
1: wow, that's awesome. You know, with, with with your kids, do you think your kids will probably want to get in? Well, you know, with the mom being musically and, and the father the same way into music, you think that's part that's something that they probably want to get into?
0: I, I don't know. Um, I know they can sing. They can really really sing. My five year old, he's just like self taught harmonize it and everything sometimes wow. i just look at him like wow <laughs> you know he's he's amazing my oldest one he's um in, playing instruments but he's more into basketball he's like a great basketball player so that's his focus right now so i i can't really say but i know they are musically inclined they love music but that's not their focus right now
1: yeah yeah and er- earlier and earlier i i was saying that about the little girls and going through the suffering and the pain that that's that 's my thing I think that 's what I was born to do is to deal with people that are going through that mm-hmm. and and you 're right there 's really nothing like the the music that will just change it, it can actually change your your mood once you just put it on and just listen to it yeah yeah and and, and to listen to your c d and to listen to others it's just amazing how powerful music is. And, mm-hmm. and and I say that to say this, that it's just as powerful and just as destructive if you're listening to the wrong things. Right. You know, you, you have a lot of singers out there and rappers out there. They're doing a lot of things, and I'm not trying to attack them. But what I'm saying is, you know, words have meanings, and these kids are saying and doing these things, and it's just taking over. It is. You know, and it's so sad that these kids are out there. They're listening to this stuff. And they're acting on
0: it, right?
1: You know, and I and I know that and I know that you're gonna kind of censor your kids away from
0: listening to certain types of music. Yeah, I try to, but you know, when they go to school, you can't control, you know, all the time what happens in school. So they do get to hear this stuff. But what, as long as I teach them at home, you know, the right values, right from wrong. I, you know, I pray that they will listen, you know, and keep in mind what mommy and daddy's teaching them.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, that's awesome.
2: That's awesome. You know, I, and and that's important because I know with my children, I, I do what I call the daily download, mm-hmm. where when they get home, I talk to them, I ask them questions, and sometimes I don't have to ask them a question. They'll come and tell me, okay, I did this, I said this, this what happened, my friend did this, he was in trouble, she was in trouble, they were in trouble, I was in trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they they don't have that, you know, I won't say they don't have the fear, but they don't have that, apprehension of telling me. they Even if they're going to get in trouble, they still tell me. Right. You know, and I think that's something that's just needed and important that, you know, you talk with your kids and, you know, you discuss certain things with them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You have to in this day and time. You have, you yourself, the parents, we have to make sure that our children are all right and doing the right thing. We can't depend on it. anybody else outside of the, of the house, any singers, athletes, whatever the parents need to take control
2: yes absolutely well do you have people like that's in your church or in your community or in your circle of friends that look to you for guidance or look to you for you know
0: well a lot of young people in my church Mm -hmm. you know um they call me and talk to me or whatever they have a problem or issue you know they'll talk to me so you know that's pretty cool yeah wow you're so down to earth there they can call you. You're accessible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just call me, you know, talk to me. One um, young lady, she just, she wants you to come and solve her problem with her. So I told her if I'm not busy, I would go. You, you, you're you going to go? Probably, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to encourage them. Anything that's going to make them feel better and just, you know, feel good about themselves, about life. It won't hurt, <laughs> you know. It <laughs> <They> won't hurt. <laughs> I'm just trying to support them.
2: And that is going to make her, I mean, that would probably make her year. <laughs> that would and make I, my year, and I ain't even. I'm
0: like, I'm like, that would make my year. I'm like, I'm a little too old to have a prom. but uh, <laughs> We can put one together. I can, I can put one now together we're... real quick. <laughs> you know, just the fact that she's graduating, she's going to her prom, you know, so I'm I'm really happy for her. So Wow. And I yes. think it's just
2: an honor in itself that she would ask you, yeah, Because, you know, most the little girls they want their little the little cute boy or whatever to And come I come asked her
0: that. She was like, No, I said, Okay I'm <laughs> like <laughs> right, yeah. cute boy or coho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or co. <laughs> the boy will be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm um, just looking just looking through pictures and just from following you, I mean your sense of style, like now that we're talking about prom and excuse me fellas, why i be a little girly Mm-hmm. But, um, your fashion What is like Where does it come from What, in, like, what inspires you Like I'm, the boots on your website Are just like Like crazy I oh, don't I just love Boots Shoes I'm just like Oh It just drives me crazy I don't know I want to say Growing up in New York You see just so many Different types of styles And mm-hmm. everything I lived in the Bronx But everybody thought I was like a Harlem girl Because all the Harlem girls Dressed like a certain way Mm-hmm. And um, for somebody to think she was from home, I mean, she was like really stylish. So I don't know, maybe that was it. I just just love different types of things, and I, I guess I'm, the older I'm getting, you know, I'm trying to be more classy with it. You <laughs> know, definitely <laughs> you, you already passed the trying stage. <laughs> <laughs> definitely doing it. I would definitely say she's a
2: trendsetter.
0: Exactly. Oh, thank, you.
2: <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> thank you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: You know, so I, I wanted to ask. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I just wanted to ask real quickly, because we were talking about music, what's in your CD changer? If I come over there and I'm like, we're sitting down drinking tea or whatever, what What would be in your CD changer? Okay, if you're like in my car, um, I don't know if you ever heard of this group, um, a group called Sunday, uh, Whitney Houston's group. She had them out like, it was some years ago. They never came out, but they had a single. But These girls were awesome. There was five of them, and they were just like, to me, they could have been the next big thing, but I guess, you know, record company issues. So I have them in my um, CD. I have, um, I have Mary J. Blatt, of course, her new CD. I love it. I have I Jay Moss. Uh I, I have my CD in there. I have um Ricky Dillard. Mm. And who else? Somebody else. I'm forgetting. I don't remember. Maybe Marvin Sapp. Uh, Israel, New Breed. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm not> <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> no, I've <I'm> rotated them. <laughs> My was like, "Uh, uh, honey, <laughs> how about?" <laughs> I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, enough, baby. I see you.
2: I yeah. love you. <laughs> enough. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah."
2: So let me ask. Uh, and I think Denisha asked a similar question, but I'm going to ask it again. Who are some of the people who inspired you, when, you know, as in the music industry, like when you first, you know, as an adult, were seriously in the music industry? Who were some of the people that you looked to and said, wow, if I could be as good as that person? Um, Patti O'Bell. Oh, Lubelle. yeah. Yeah. Everybody um, loves Patti.
0: Sheryl Murdoch. Mm. Um. Freddie Jackson, <laughs> Freddie Jackson was one.
2: Oh um, yeah.
0: The Clock Sisters. Um, I love the Whinns. hmm Um, little girls, Sunny and um, Share. <laughs> the Captain and Tanil. What about Celine Dion? No, I never really got into Celine Dion.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm waiting for her to say take six because I was gonna I was gonna break in the song.
0: Uh <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's it. No, well, that's not it. It's uh, so many people that just inspired me. Yeah,
1: you know what, Coco? I was gonna. Ask, I want to ask you. You know, when you were with SWV, you know, when you guys made it big, it, it was like it happened so fast, and it was like you guys just fell out of the sky.
0: It did happen fast. It happened
1: very fast. Was it scary? And when I say scary, I'm not talking about SWV. I'm talking about the responsibility of what this world calls success. It happened so fast, and I know there's a lot of
0: responsibility that came with it. Um, It happened fast, but we were young and careless, and I don't think we really realized what was going on. I know for a fact we didn't realize what was going on. Wow. So we were just, you know, there enjoying ourselves and that was it yeah. um, but it it's like we didn't really have time to think because it was like one day we went in the studio next thing you know the songs came out and we were just next thing you know we were just blowing up it was like wow
1: you know and i want to ask you this everybody wants to hear that song on the radio the first time the first um, time you heard you guys song on the radio what what were you thinking
0: I was just happy. We was excited. We went, um, we were in LA and we were in a limo. Actually, it's like our first time in LA. We were in the limo, and um, the song came on the radio. And we were screaming and just happy, you know, that we had heard it on the radio, especially like in LA. So right, right. Yeah, I guess and that's there, a big thing. There are so many things in the industry you were just touching on, like you guys were young and you know they. There's not necessarily a bunch of guidance in the industry. What would you say to um young people just trying to get in regarding the business aspect of it, whether they're trying to be secular or whether they're trying to do gospel, the whatever aspect. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. Trying to do, you need to make sure your business is straight. Not the manager, it's it certainly not the accountant. Not the lawyer. <laughs> Take it from me. You yourself need to make sure that your business is straight. And I mean every part of the business. If you don't know it, get to learn it. Mm -hmm. That is major. So many people get got because they're not over in control of their business. They don't know what's going on. You know, they're trusting managers. They're trusting accountants and lawyers. And they're getting you. We got got. Right, right, exactly. You like, know, who you would know? I knew you had the experience to no. know. We got, got real bad, right? But because we were so young, we didn't have nobody there to tell us what was going on, and we trusted people. We got got real bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what do you do oh, man, if mayor. you're new? If you, Say it again. What do you do if you're new though, and you're coming in and you don't, you don't. Know what you should know, and you don't know what's a good deal and what's not a good deal. Well, how do you even get the information?
2: You got to learn. They have books. There you go. That's what I was going to ask. You. Read and read.
0: You know, you but you got to do it yourself, right? You know, you got to ask questions. There's nothing wrong with with asking questions. If somebody tells you something, ask questions. Don't just take their word for it. And I don't care who it is.
2: Yeah, you know, so I was going to ask you that question. Um, do you have any books that you would recommend, on, like on the music industry itself? I know there's one that I read when I was young and in the music industry, and it helped me get out of a, you know, a. Which one really did you
0: read?
2: I read uh, All About the Music Business by Donald Passman.
0: That might be it.
2: Yeah, that, and that's an excellent read, and. Uh, it helped me to learn a whole lot about the music industry, and also helped me to learn that we were being, you know, got. <laughs>
0: For me, I learned from ex- I learned from experience, mm-hmm. and um, I learned I learned I learned the hard way, but I learned it was a lesson that I learned, and um, so it's a valuable lesson mm-hmm. because you know it won't happen again.
1: Yeah, I wanted to ask you, Coco. I wanted to ask you about since we're talking about the business and the lifestyle of. Uh, the Hollywood, the glitz and the clamor behind what you guys were doing, were you guys ever pressured or to do drugs or and that type of thing?
0: Oh, no. mm <laughs> One thing about us, we were very strong-minded, and if we didn't want to do it, we weren't going to do it. Yeah. Is, I was that like, that is very true. They were very three strong, <laughs> <laughs> strong-minded, um, strong-willed women. Like, that is we, so true. And what I, you know, I'm proud to say about my girls, um, that just was never our thing. You know, we didn't need drugs to get high, or act crazy. We were just already crazy and wild. We were high on life.
1: Now, so. now, now, would you would you applaud your mother for being so hard on you and that foundation? And you know, when it, when that time came, you know, when you when 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 you were faced with decisions and all this stuff, you were talking about how hard your mom was on you. Do you think you were you were pulling from the foundation that she had built for you? I
0: don't think so. You know, I grew up in church. I grew up in a very strict church. And I just had, you know, at was a time of my life I just wanted to get away from it because it was so strict. And I thought I was getting away from it, but when I went out and I was doing a thing with SWE, I still kept those values, and there were so many things that I wouldn't do because of the way I was raised and the things that I was taught. So I think my mother did a wonderful job.
1: So so to so the, the the kids and the teenagers is out there listening right now, they think that where they are is the strictest place in the world. Now they heard you say that it was okay.
0: The strictness it, of the church. It was okay. It was, mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah, and, and I'm when I say it was strict, it was strict. You know, I couldn't listen to secular music. Um at a young age we didn't wear pants, we didn't wear nail polish and, you know, things that a lot of kids get away with and are wearing today. I just didn't do that when I was little. And I didn't complain much because, you know, it was the only thing that I knew. But as I got older and I was going to school, you start seeing different things. You know, you want to try different things. I mean, you know, like when I got but when I got out there, you know, I still kept my values, you know.
1: Well, that's good. That's awesome. And, you know, what? It, it, you can see it, though.
0: Mm-hmm. You can see it with the, the
1: way you girls, well, women now. But at the time, let <laughs> right. me get that right. But at, but at the time that you were coming up and the group was just blossoming, we never saw anything crazy about SMTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just got to have a lot of fun. It was it was always respectful.
0: Mm-hmm. And there was really
2: no controversy surrounding you all. No, I've, we didn't no have that. we saw anyway. I mean,
0: no, he didn't have any.
2: <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good. You know, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Denisha.
0: I was going to ask, you know, you haven't gone through a lot um, in the in, in the industry. How How is it that you're not bitter? What did you do that allows you to keep going and just not be bitter? Well, I think I was bitter at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was bitter for a little bit, but, you know, you got to get over it. That's just how I am, just get over it, get back out there. And do you think sitting at home being bitter, what's that going to do? I'm not gonna help you. So you know, I just had to get up and motivate myself and get back out there, change some things about me, change some of my ways and you know, get back out there and do what I love to do. Did you go through a period of like where you had to forgive and pull on your your Christian values? Did you have to pull on that in order to forgive and let go? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what helped me out a lot. You know, but I had to really I had to get myself in order first. Right. give myself a reality check. I have to just, you know, go and reevaluate some things and learn how to love myself before I can get out there and start loving and forgiving everybody else. So
1: important, so important.
2: Yes, yes, I was going to chime in and say, you know, I think that's the thing where people mess up. They don't learn how to, to love themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, when they're
2: going through stuff and they get through it, you know, they find comfort in everything, but they don't learn how to begin to you know, nourish themselves and enrich themselves. Right. And as a consequence, they become bitter again because they still have that remnant of bitterness left in them. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that's not me. I'm not there no more. And just, you know, a lot of things that used to bother me would drive me crazy. I just, you know, I just let it roll off my back now. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to get upset over every little thing because it doesn't make any sense. It's not going to change things.
1: Yeah, I I think that, I think we always talk about, on this show, we always talk about forgiveness being the, one of the most powerful tools that God has given us. Mm -hmm. You know, as as long as you don't forgive, that thing will eat at you, you're the Mm -hmm. biggest person in the world, and all you're doing is hurting yourself.
0: Yeah, but you feel so much better if you just forgive.
1: Yes, yes. So much better. You know what, a lot of people really don't know how to begin. They don't know where to begin to forgive because when you look at television, everything is revenge, get even, revenge, get even. So when you were going going through your part of, um, when you were upset, when you finally was able to release it and just forgive, how and what steps did you take to do
0: that? I just had to do some me, some me time. You know, I cut a lot of people off and I just spent time with myself. And that was the best thing for me, the
1: well, best thing I could have done. Yes, that's that's. I, I think that's the, the best way to do it. You, you have to deprogram yourself. You have to look back over your life. And mm-hmm. just like your song, you just have to be grateful for where you are. Because really, if you look at it, it was only money, but it was a disrespectful part of how they did it. You know, it, mm-hmm. was, it was sneaky and nasty and underhanded. Right. But, you know, the doors didn't close. Right. You know they they still came open and and I believe that God was so proud of you when you were able to forgive and release it and give it to him,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: when you do that, that's when you you become free,
0: yeah, and that was the best thing that I could have done yeah
1: and, and we we see now that that's something that's gone that that a lot of people are dealing with right now in relationships uh be it when they were little and and I'll say you know being molested and raped, and it's hard to tell somebody that's gone through. And been the victim of something so ugly that, like, that you need to forgive. Yeah, you know? that that's something that's something tough. Denise yeah. you know?
0: Yes, I have a question. Okay. Um, so Coco, you having so much success, having success in your career, success as a mother and success as a wife. Do you do you still dream? And if so, what what are your dreams? Oh yeah, I still dream. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> you know, I, I, I just want to have my own businesses. That's you know, I love to sing, but I want you know, one of my dreams. You know, my dreams are kind of crazy. I still want to do hair. You know, Thank you yeah, i want to you know, I want to have my own shop and just be you know, I'll sing and do hair. So delicious. Thinking about getting my hands on it. Oh, down the <laughs> yeah, street. I to oh, so <laughs> <famous. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> She uh, doing, doing a concert this evening. She's doing a concert this evening. Why didn't you finish? Hey, so, say, and, I'm, you and I'm still, you know, I'm drinking my um my record label. I want to get that up and running. And
2: that's what I was going to ask you. That now.
0: should be soon, real
2: so, soon. We need to look out for that. Yeah. My mom is going to be my first artist. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So you
1: So now, wait a minute, Coco, now you're in charge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> get, I can't control her but so much. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you get
1: to give her back what she gave to you when you were a little girl. <laughs> yeah. So you could be tough on her. And you can also practice on Denisha's hair.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you right, let me know that. when you're open, I'm there. <laughs> I right. it's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun.
2: You know, I was going to ask that question about um, had you inspired to maybe open your own label and develop some artists.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to do that because there's so many talented people out here, so I'm definitely working on that.
2: Okay. What kind of artists would you actually be looking for?
0: Um, I'm looking for, like, all different types, you know, so it, but it has to be something positive.
2: Has to be something wholesome.
0: Yeah, it has to be.
2: Yeah, because see, I and the reason I asked that question, I already knew the answer.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I
2: wanted people out there to hear that, so that you know, when they hear about Coco Records coming out, mm-hmm. don't you know come that
0: they crazy.
2: You know that they don't start sending stuff saying, "Hey, you know, I'm a grunge band."
0: Right, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and I bite the heads off animals and stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: You know, and and I wouldn't, I would expect nothing. You know, I wouldn't expect you to have a label that wouldn't be wholesome. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No. Nope.
2: Well, so, Co- yeah, that's that's key. You might get a demo tape from me now, you know. I,
0: uh, you okay. A little bit. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> well, Coco, you know, I have a good friend that's in the chat room. Her name is Cheryl Sumner. Yes, I'm putting her out there. She can <laughs> blow. When okay. I say blow, I mean blow up. And, Cheryl, I had to say that because you wouldn't call in. I told you to call in, so I had to put (laughs) it out there. So, you know, are are you going to be looking for, I know you said wholesome, but are you going to be looking for groups like SWV and that type of thing?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't even know There's only one. There's only one. There's There's no other. That's
1: true. That's true. That's true. But but let me ask you this. When when your girl, Taj, when she did her reality show, Mm -hmm. how did you guys like that?
0: Oh, I didn't.
1: Oh, I'm saying, how did, I'm saying, how did you like it? You know, so sh- doing the, the show. show yes, yeah. I didn't like it.
0: Wow. Okay,
1: I'm gonna leave that wow. one alone.
0: Just like that was not my thing. Moving on next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that. I'm done with that.
2: Yeah, we we won't go any further. on I that. love it her. Just, <laughs> yeah, understood. <laughs> you understood. Real understood. But you know, to, to be honest, that's that's real because. You know, and I'm not saying I'm not a fan of reality shows because I watch some of them. Mm-hmm. You know, but some of that stuff, like, like, and Greg knows which one I'm gonna talk about. Tequila, tequila, and oh, that was terrible. Oh <laughs> man, I was like, wait a minute, they actually finna do that on TV? yeah. And that threw me off. I was just, my mind was just gone for like months.
0: Mm-hmm. And every
2: time I turn the empty, like if I'm flipping through the channels, if I see that show, I'm like, oh, go, no, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, okay,
0: you know? not that I want to break off into reality TV, but you have to definitely say that the whole New York thing was far worse. Oh, they were neck and neck. Oh, yeah, yeah. New York yeah.
2: Kind of a, they, they
0: about, I'm like, okay, enough.
2: Yeah. 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 So Coco, I, I want to thank you for
1: coming on. We're not going to hold you all night. We we just really enjoyed you coming on and sharing Uh, with us a lot of your time, and we're just so grateful for you coming on.
2: We're we're fans, and we just love what you're doing.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really
2: appreciate it. Yes, Coco, before you leave, give out your website and your information.
0: Oh, okay. Um, You know, my MySpace page is um, myspace.com slash Coco Clemens, that's C O K O C L E M O N S. And my website is Place dot com c o k o s p l a c e dot com. Okay,
2: good. All right. I have, and, I have and there you can get questions. the album. You can buy the candles. Mm-hmm. You can find out when her next show is. Yep. Be there.
0: <laughs> okay, that was one question. So the, the your, can, your candles are can be purchased. Mm hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow you wake up. Run through your day. Say it again. Tomorrow, you wake up. Just run us through a typical day. What do you do? Okay. Well, I get up about 7:15 and take my, you know, my baby to school. And um then I come home, you know, I read my word. I go to the gym. And um uh, by the time I do all that, it's time to go get my son from school. And um uh, come home and we laugh and we play. Hang out with my mom a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's a little quiet right now because my husband isn't home. Right, right. So we just—I don't know—we just seem extra quiet and lonely since she's not there. Yeah. But um, you know, then I get on my computer and I talk to my husband. So, yeah, you know, we have the iChat video chat. We get on the um computer and we talk to each other for a while and, you know on the um, computer. And I don't do, you know, I don't talk to telephone too much because I'm not a telephone person. But I'll email you all day long. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Because you know that's a, it's you know pretty boring. Not too much to do. I live in Virginia Beach, though. Yeah. Okay. Not a lot going on out here. Right. Well, it's definitely great. I just have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I am indeed a fan. I'm oh, not a big fan of that word, but you know I am a fan. I love you and wish you continued success in all of your dreams and all of your endeavors, and yes. thank you so much for taking this time. Yes. No problem. Thank you guys so much.
1: Thank you, Coco. Thank you. All
0: right. All Bye. 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 So, hello? Denisha? Yes.
1: You finally got a chance to talk with us, so.
0: And, and awesome. She's so awesome, so down to earth. Yes. Just great. I mean, it, it was a great show, great talking to her. I just appreciate it her spirit and just that she's she's just down to earth. You know, she's like real, you know, you ask her a question, you're going to get a real response and um it was just a good a good conversation. I felt like I was just talking to a friend.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So it was really good.
2: You know, I, I enjoyed the whole show. I I mean, wow. You know just from you know, I think it was in ninety four I believe it was, 94 was when I met her, and that's when SWV was at there. you know. That's when they were the bomb, <laughs> you know. And so it was, I was all giggles, and, you know, I was in the music industry at the time. But talking with her now and just reflecting back on all the stuff that she's been through and she's gone through in the music industry, just wonderful. It's just great to know that she's still at it, you know, because when you think about all the groups that were in the 90s, Who's left? Right. You know, who's still chugging along? Who's still, you know, going strong? There's not that many. Right. You know, and the ones that are, you know, what are they actually singing? What are they talking about? Right. I mean, when I think about the 90s, you think about R. Kelly and what is he talking about, you know? <laughs> and, a scary. you know, there's not really that many wholesome, good-natured, you know, healthy entertainer entertainment going on out there so just to know that uh that that the music industry still has someone like coco that's you know that's still doing the right thing that's still talking and singing about the right thing you know that's just refreshing right
0: completely completely i mean to just to be so talented who i've had Um, such success, to have gone through the ups and downs and to still be grounded and to have a love for the Lord and to be positive um, is just amazing. And I just think she's a a true testament of what God can do when he's in your life.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, see, you know what, I, I think that what she said will definitely help a lot of people that are coming in after her to realize that no matter what you do, you have to be grounded. You have to have that foundation. If you don't have the foundation now, you need to get it. You need to build one. And you and and you have to have that relationship with the creator. You You have to. Because if you don't, and you heard her say that the only way that she was able to do what she did was she had to have some time to herself, And I'm talking about when she was, you know, ripped off or whatever and they took money from her. I I, I really do believe that that's what she was talking about, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, having that time alone where she could really think and say, you know what, I need to forgive these people for what they did to me. And at that point when she was able to honestly forgive, it seems like that's when she was able to get back out there and start doing the things that she loved. Because that's just going to happen. You're going to get wronged. It happens all the time. But you can't right. let that wrong take away or dictate your future. So many people are living like that, Brian. Oh, yeah. And we all know, we, we see it, you know, we see a lot of people say, well, you know, I was in the industry, but, 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 they did this, they did, I didn't, well, why are you allowing them to do what they did? Okay, they've already taken money from me. Don't let them take your dream. Don't allow them to do that.
2: You know, Greg, being a victim of the same type of stuff that Coco was talking about, you know, when I was in the music industry, I can sympathize with, you know, what she went through and what she's talking about, and I can truly tell you that, yeah, you, you know, the music industry is tough. It is very tough, but, you know, with great risk, there's also great reward, and so for those out there that, you know, that want to aspire to be in the music industry, it's not a it's not a skipping in the part. It's not a piece of cake. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to be diligent. You're going to have to know about the industry that you're involved in. You know, it's almost like if you want to be a computer scientist, you don't go in there and just start taking computers apart. You learn. It's a progression. And that's the same thing with the music industry. You have to know. You have to learn. You have to study it just like anything else because you're going to have to take a test. You know, and the way you take that test and the way you prepare for that test will determine whether you pass or fail.
1: Yes, that's so true. That's so true. So, Denisha? Yes? We're going to have to get your girl on the show next. Who? Kelly Rose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. I know. Uh, that, that that would be
0: awesome.
1: I'm, I'm working on it. Are you? Yes, I'm really, I'm, we're working wow. on trying to get her in. Uh, Wednesday night we're going to have Robin Thick's mom on, Gloria Loring. Yes,
0: yes. Yes,
1: yeah, she's going to be awesome. She has an awesome testimony. She's going to talk about diabetes and how so many of us really don't know what we're dealing with. This is a fight. This diabetes thing is, is something serious. And we all know someone that's battling with it or someone that's passed or, we, we you know, we've lost a loved one that's dealing with diabetes. So, it's just it's just crazy. It's a crazy thing. And Brian, I'm sure that you've had somebody in your family that's dealing with uh, diabetes as well.
2: Yes, my my grandmother, my grandfather, my mother, and my aunt mm. that, that I know of. So yeah, it's something that's definitely dear and personal to me. And that you know, I think it, she's going when she comes and talks to us about it, Gloria Loring who I'm talking about,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, we'll definitely get some great information from her.
1: Yes, yes. She's going to be awesome. She's going to be, she's going to be awesome. She's been on everything. She's done some things with Shirley Ralph. She's done some things with Jimmy Summers. And she's, she's just everywhere. And I, I just really, you know, this show is all about motivating and inspiring others. And that's what it's all about. That's really what it's all about, to have someone like Coco to come back And give her time to say, you can be this if you stay focused. You need to learn what you need to learn for the business. You have to get yourself in order before you can really step out there and try to do that. And one thing that she said, Denise and Brian, that really stuck with me was she said that she had to learn to love herself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's so important.
0: So important. It's critical.
1: Yes, yes. Denise, have you seen someone that didn't love themselves, that was trying to love somebody else? You can't do that.
0: It's it's impossible because really what happens is you spend so much try, time trying to give what you don't have, and it's really what you're dying to receive that you're always empty.
1: Mm.
0: You know, you're always empty because you never you never had it, and yet you're trying to give it, and the person that you're trying to give it to doesn't even realize that you're void of it, so you're never getting it. Yeah, and you know it's 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 very sad.
2: Wow, that that was so profound because I actually visualized what you said. You ever thought about a, a, a cup with a hole in it? Right. You that you're trying it. to fill. <laughs> yes. That's what I visualized when you said that. Yes. That is just so profound. You know, I, I think the the other thing that just intrigued me about her was the fact that she's so available to people you know she doesn't and you know just from when i asked her a question about her you know and how she interacts with the people in her community and her church and so forth and she talked about taking the little girl to the prom you know and saying if she's available to go she'll take her and i just thought that was just so great because you see so many accomplished artists and so many entertainers out there that sort of kind of shy away from being you know personable you know what i mean they right. don't they don't just co- they don't mingle with the common folk you know what i mean when i say that yes and so yeah. just the fact that she said oh i'm thinking about taking one of the little girls at my church to the prom they call me all the time you know do you know how hard it is to get a, an entertainer's phone number
0: uh extremely
2: <laughs> you know
0: not that i've tried i'm just saying i know it's probably challenging
2: yeah but uh tonight I think was a great show. Um we definitely just was just, you know, just blessed by her presence. And I think we'll we've learned a great deal about the mindset of Coco yes. and where she's coming from and yes. you know what she wants to do you know for us.
0: The and mind and the spirit. Yes, great person. Yes, just yes. Great woman of God.
2: So join us on Wednesday night as we speak to Gloria Loring. That will be at 9 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com slash motivation. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is met that we help others be more, do more, and have more. Good evening.